Hello, good morning, brothers and sisters. The Lord bless you. I'm so excited to be back. Um, it's been a long, long break. Uh, thank you to all those who reached out in one way or the other to find out where I am, what I'm doing, and how the missions training was going. We had a lot of um, eye-opening sessions and... Uh, yeah, the Lord was good. People have been empowered and trained. Uh, and right now, um, a lot of them are already on the field. And yeah, a lot of things are happening. We bless God for the opportunity to be able to be part of what He is doing here on it. And uh, yeah, I know that wherever you are listening to my podcast, you are doing one or two things to advance the kingdom of the Lord. Please do not be idle because this is a very strategic time that God expects everybody who names his name to put his hands on the deck, to put his hands upon the plow, and let's plow together. Behold, the fields are ripe, the harvest is ready. Where are the laborers? All right, God bless you. So today I'll be bringing to you the much awaited and much talked about episode um yeah the lord dropped this in my heart and uh, i decided to share it with everybody that is listening Um, please whatever is said here know that we are using the complete stance of the bible whatever the bible says that is what we are saying we are not adding to it we are not subtracting from it everything the bible says that is what we are bringing to you amen all right so let me begin this way not everyone that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven many will say to me in that day lord lord Have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. I've just read from Matthew chapter 7, from verse 21 to 23. And uh, yeah, if you have seen the um updates you see that we're asking some salient questions um, i believe i personally believe um, that questions are um, is tool to which many other understandings are projected you know you ask questions in order to project a particular understanding you ask questions to provoke thinking so philosophers ask questions astrologers ask questions everybody asks questions these questions and uh, you know pondering about a matter that brings the needed solution so what were the basic questions that we are asking ourselves concerning this very particular verse number one we are asking who was jesus referring to where we read who was jesus referring to were they pagans 
were they believers were they unbelievers what did they do or what did they not do with this what happened to the people all right so having asked ourselves these questions the next thing is to go on a discovery voyage so we get to know exactly who jesus was talking to i'm not careful about controversies a lot of people um, i have said before that the way you go into the bible that is the way you come out of it a lot of people go into the bible just to see contradictions and controversy a lot of people get in there to discover the heart of god for life and for themselves and that is exactly what by the help of the holy spirit this podcast is meant to do to help you discover more of god all right let me give you the background of that very particular chapter matthew chapter 7 where we read if you are this type that is curious about some things that uh, the bible have said when you check in matthew chapter 7 you discover that the conversation that jesus was having did not start in matthew chapter 7 in fact it goes way back to matthew chapter 5 before matthew chapter 5 remember jesus had just gone on a 40 day fast and he had just started started his ministry by reoccurring reoccurring john's message repent for the kingdom of god is at hand after which he has called his disciples you know and uh, he has started gathering crowds he has started doing good as the holy spirit said he would do through the prophets and people have started coming to him from everywhere and he has started multiplying his fame has started going abroad people have started seeing his works he has started seeing the difference between him and the prophets of his time or the sectional leaders of his time and people have started tilting to him so one day as he you know as he was doing good healing the sick it was healing healing was one of the major um, characteristics of Jesus's teaching whenever he's teaching you see people being healed you know so people were bringing um, sick folks to him from everywhere uh, in fact in a particular verse in Matthew chapter 4 he said he went about all Galilee and he was teaching in their synagogue so he was the synagogue in those days was like the churches of those days uh, I mean Jesus's days so he was going to the synagogues he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom and uh, he was also healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people so because of this his fame went throughout the region and it's it went beyond the region to Syria you know and to other parts of um, you know Galilee Decapolis Jerusalem Judea um, even even beyond Jordan now why am I giving you this background it is so that you understand the make of the multitudes that came to Jesus when you look at Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 uh, specifically said and Jesus seeing the multitude so all these multitudes came from 
these places I've mentioned. Number one, from the synagogues of Galilee. Some came from Syria, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea. You know, there was a multitude of people who have seen his works. Some were actually sick folks that came to be healed. I mean, people who believed somehow in Jesus. So those are the multitude that gathered to Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. Is that all right? Okay. So now, after he saw the multitudes, behold, and you know he has been walking with multitudes. In Matthew specifically recorded that as seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. He went up into a mountain after seeing the multitude. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. So he had to separate himself and his disciples came unto him. Now, if you look at the, um, the account of Jesus, most times, with the multitude, his teachings are always in parables. You know, he's always healing, except maybe he's asked a direct question and he gave, he needed to give a direct answer. Um, a scholar said Jesus was asked 300 questions and he only gave direct answers to three. So what happens to the other 297 questions? He answered them by parables. And some of them he answered them by asking questions back. So um, his teachings most times was characterized by parables, parables and parables. He's using the parables as figurative expressions to what he asked, he's actually pointing to. So here we see that his disciples came unto him. Whenever his disciples come unto him, uh, uh, we see a pattern that they are always coming to get more understanding of maybe a parable he has said to the entire multitude they are now coming to get more understanding so it, those are things that um, you know those are things that really opens the ministry of jesus in terms of teaching his disciples so they come to him and then he now opens up whatever he has said that may not be well understood especially the parables you know his disciples were pretty young people so he now begins to unpack the principles in the parable he begins to unpack the teachings to them in a way in plain pattern that they can understand there's a scripture that said he has spoken to them in parables but to to his disciples he has spoken plainly so whenever jesus was talking to his disciples he talks plainly you know so it was on this note that he opened his mouth and taught his disciples saying are we together now? He opened his mouth and taught his disciples, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit and all that. So um, between Matthew, between Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 7, the verse 27, where that teaching ended, Jesus has categorized his teaching into about 20 sub themes 20 sub themes he talked about the beatitudes you can find out in uh, matthew 5 you know he talked about salt and light he talked about fulfillment of the law he talked about anger and reconciliation adultery divorce oaths and vows love your enemies giving to the needy 
the Lord's Prayer, proper fasting, treasures in heaven, the lamp of the body, do not worry, judging others, ask, seek, knock, the narrow gate, a tree and its fruits, where he was telling them, beware of false prophets, the house on the rock. So Jesus covered all these things between Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 7. So with this, we have answered the question of where the multitudes came from. So some people were saying, oh, Jesus was talking to unbelievers. We have seen that they were not necessarily pagans. They were not necessarily unbelievers, given their um, disposition at that time and where they are coming from and the kind of topics that Jesus covered. He couldn't actually be talking to people who have no affiliation with the kingdom. You know, they were people who have some kind of affiliation, people who, you know, have some kind of rights you know, to the kingdom. And if you check, most times in Jesus' multitudes, it comprises of some basic people before even sick folks the disciples the pharisees the sadducees sanhedrin sometimes even john's disciples you do come to jesus to hear him teach all right having established that i had to take out time to establish this in order to you know clear all doubts about the specific audience that Jesus had at that time. These were his disciples. It was his disciples that came unto him. And beyond the disciples, these were people that came from synagogues, churches, sick folks that needed healing, you know, and all that. All right. So back to where our focal point in verse 21 to 23. Remember when I read, I said, not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So Jesus was telling his disciples, as it were, that not everyone that says to me, Lord, 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 Lord. In fact, the Message Bible puts it, Master, Master. Uh, in the Hebrew context, if a man is able to recognize the Messiah's Lord, or yeah, or Master, there is a whole lot that opens up to that man. Almost the whole Bible becomes real to that person because once you recognize Jesus and Lord as Lord and Savior and as the Messiah, the whole Bible opens up to you because the entire Old Testament was actually about Jesus. The prophets prophesied about him. You know, the kings wrote about him. So everything there was about Jesus. So once a Jew, even if he doesn't believe, but He's able to get to the point of waiting for the Messiah to come, to recognizing that the Messiah is in the person of Jesus. The entire Bible opens up to that person. Um, the, 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 
there, there's a preacher I've forgotten his name but it's the late uh, uh, Paul not the Paul in the Bible uh, <laughs> yeah he, he was telling a story about meeting a Jew and uh, a little girl a very little girl that was asking questions because um, she she doesn't believe in Christ at that time but after a while they had a conversation about Jesus about the Bible and uh, he was able by the help of the Holy Spirit to get the little girl to understand that the Old Testament the law and the prophets is fulfilled in the person of Jesus he said according to him that once the girl was able to recognize that Jesus was the Messiah and is the Lord the whole Bible opened up to that girl and the girl could literally teach him that have been preaching for donkey years the Bible so it's like the Bible is wrapped up in them and it just need a key so the Jews call it the master key it is it is the pathway the password, the correct password is master master. If you read the the, the message Bible, because the the correct pass the correct password is master master. So the spirit in us cried, "Abba Father." You know, we need to call him that. We need to recognize Jesus as Lord. So every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That confession is the key to another world entirely. All right. Having established that these people called him Lord, Lord. That means they have the key. Does that ring a bell to someone? This set of people that Jesus was referring to, they called him Lord, Lord. They have the key to the kingdom, kind of. (laughs) I'm going somewhere, please follow me. Now, once these people, once any man is able to confess that Jesus is Lord, remember, please do not forget, once any man is able to confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in his heart that he is Lord, that person is saved. That is the pattern for salvation. I think only a few people would doubt this, but that is the pattern for salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Alright, so 1 Corinthians 12, 3 says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cost, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So, for you to call Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that He is Lord, it is by the Holy Ghost. And like I said, that's the pattern of salvation. That if only you confess Jesus in your mouth and believe in your heart, you confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall, you shall be saved. So we see that salvation is settled in the confession of the lips and in the belief of the heart. Now I know I'm taking time to emphasize this, you know, because a lot of people are coming up with very strange things. 
So once somebody believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, he shall be saved. You can see that in Philippians chapter 2 verse 11. He said, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In verse 10 he said that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So going back to Matthew chapter 7, we see that this set of people that the master is referring to are people who called him Lord. Who called him Lord. But look at this. He warned them. He warned his listeners. He warned his disciples. He said, beware of these people. Beware of these people. Beware of false prophets, verse 15 of Matthew chapter 7. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. They come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are what? Ravening wolves. He told them for that ye shall know them by their fruits. Ye shall know them by their fruits. So he told them that it is not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, that shall enter into the kingdom. So they come in sheep's clothing, they are among the sheep, but they call me Lord, Lord, but they won't enter. They won't enter. So it is okay. It is okay for you to, you know, uh, for you to have confusing Christian conduct in church or confusing Christian conduct in a gathering of believers. It's okay. That means there are sheep in wolves' clothing. Sorry, there are wolves in, in sheep's clothing amongst the people. So they, it, it is prevalent today. There are a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing parading themselves as Christians and as pastors. Jesus said, by their fruits we shall know them. And he said that they call him Lord, Lord, but he's sure and he knows that they will not enter into the kingdom. So this popular belief that uh, all believers, everybody, uh, they are saved and Safe forever. There are some who are wolves in sheep's clothing that will not enter into the kingdom. That's the balance that you must know. Okay. Now, let's read further. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils? and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. Ye that walk 
iniquity. So they prophesied in the name of the Lord. They cast out devils in the name of the Lord. They did many wonderful works in the name of Jesus. But yet Jesus is telling them, I never knew you depart from me. He that walk iniquity. Hold on. If you prophesy in the name of the Lord and cast out devils in the name of the Lord and do many wonderful works in the name of the Lord, how is that walking iniquity? This will take us to the next episode where I will give you a direct and intriguing view into what the Bible says about faith and works. This is what balances whether a person is truly a believer or not. This next episode, you are going to see um, the Bible's perspective about Christians, about believers, and why he will still say to them, Depart from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Although they did many wonderful works, which to me doesn't look like in walking iniquity. You can't heal the sick and that is walking iniquity. Those are good works. So watch out for the next episode. I'm trying to always keep this episode as short as possible so that people can listen. Uh, yeah, so God bless you. Let me have your feedback. Let me have your questions and uh, after now, we'll be doing some in-depth study in the next episode and we trust the Holy Spirit to help us understand the context and the, um, I mean, to help us understand whatever he's saying here to the believer today. God bless you and have a blessed day. and sisters the lord bless you it has been a wonderful time we are having such a good time with god and with his word that he has given us to fellowship with Uh, thank you for all those who send feedback thank you for all the questions thank you for all the words of encouragement Uh, they are really really needed we are in this together amen yesterday by the will of God and by His grace, we uh, delved into uh, Matthew chapter 7, uh, where we were looking at um, verse 21 down to verse 23, and we answered some very uh, uh, pressing questions about uh, those stream of verses. Uh, we had to do a whole lot yesterday by looking at the context Jesus was um, you know using when he made those statements as recorded by Matthew we uh, discovered from scripture that he was actually addressing a select uh, people especially his disciples and that was why uh, he was able to cover some of um, the topics that were outlined yesterday all the way back to Matthew chapter 5. We we saw a pattern. We saw that this discussion is is an in-house discussion. 
he was giving them a revelation of things and you know teaching them on conduct and many other things like that so just to continue from where we stopped yesterday in order to have an in-depth knowledge of that particular scripture we said that we are going to be looking at some other questions that arise based on the conversation that Jesus was having with them for instance why will they call him Lord Lord and yet they won't enter this category of people that Jesus was referring to who are these people and uh, wh- why is that so what did they do uh, I mean what, what, what really happened there was the disconnect you know that is happening there just to refresh us in Matthew chapter 7 from verse 22 you see he said many will say to me in that day Lord Lord we have have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works the previous verse gives us a correct view of what the master is thinking when he said this thing verse 21 not everyone that said to me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven all right so today looking at the fact that many you know uh, call him lord lord just like in our dispensation a lot of people call jesus lord and you know they just profess and they just talk about it it's so exciting to always talk about jesus and you know all those things but we see from scriptures that not just we in our time but many others both those that are to come and those that have been have called jesus lord lord before he envisaged making this statement he must have you 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 trust the master you know who has the future all before him he saw uh, uh, a time like us coming he knew uh, the kind of things that we will face and he revealed these things to his disciples although they didn't understand it well but at the advent of the Holy Spirit the scriptures opened up to them they understood why Jesus said what he said why he did what he did and why he showed them what he showed them so today we'll be looking at uh, you know the, the reasons why Jesus said people who prophesy in his name cast out devils and do many wonderful works and yet he will tell them I never knew you not I knew you before and now I don't know you but I never knew you that means all that you were doing in my name calling me lord lord the entire world clapping for you you are gathering multitudes and having a lot of uh you know a lot of things coming your way by calling me lord lord he's saying i never knew you what went wrong because if you if you look at 
people who prophesy i mean uh, today how many christians have the gift of prophecy how many how many christians you know i'm i'm not talking of the uh, you know the spirit of prophecy which is uh, by by the gift of the holy spirit and stuff like that it is advent I'm, I'm talking of how many people are sitting in the office of the prophet truly as the bible depicts you know Paul was telling them he said convert the best gifts convert the best gifts you know and he, he was also telling them uh, Moses said I wish that all men were prophets that's the people that were with him I wish that all prophesied you know at, at the anointing of King Saul one of the signs that prophet Samuel gave him is, is that you you make a company of prophets and when he did he started prophesying he went in the company of prophets and he started prophesying so prophecy was was something because they were highly revered so even today he said you prophesy that means these people are people who uh, definitely occupy a very revered seat in the christendom today by calling jesus lord lord and even by prophesying they have that respect they have that honor he said he cast out devils you can see when the seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out a demon all of you know what happens a lot of people understand that the demon rather asked them jesus i know paul i know but you who are you and strip them naked you know so it it wasn't an easy thing to cast out devils even today it's not an easy thing it's not something you just wave your hands and it's done no to cast out devil was an in thing and then he said you did many wonderful works many wonderful that's people stood in awe of the things you did people marveled at the things you did how come jesus doesn't know them although all these things were a manifestation in their ministry or a manifestation in their lives as so to say how come jesus didn't know them what went wrong what went wrong now let me remind you of um, certain incidences that happened in the bible that can give us a clue to what could be happening here like in mark chapter 9 verse 38 mark chapter 9 verse 38 and john answered him saying master we saw one casting out devils in thy name and he followed not us and we forbade him because he followed not us john the beloved was telling jesus that look we saw one casting out devils in your name and we forbade that man why because he is not part of our fold why because he is not in our camp so we forbade him we forbade him we told him to stop if you read down you see the answer of jesus you you also find an incident where you, you know those are people who are not in the clique of jesus yet they are casting out devils i'm coming i'm going somewhere you follow me in luke chapter 9 luke chapter 9 and verse 49 and john answered and said master we saw one casting out devils in thy name and we forbade him because he followed not with us he followed not 
with us. These are people who are using the name of Jesus although they are not following him. Although they are not following him. You see, Jesus said that people will know that you are of me if you do the will of my Father. People will know that ye are my followers if you do the will of my Father. So people use the name of Jesus although they don't follow him. <laughs> Yes, you are beginning to wonder, how so? How so? How so? Alright, so let me proceed. He that doeth the will of my Father, he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You know, Jesus is concerned about doers, not talkers. Oh. Yes, I had to pause a little. Okay, what is now the will of the Father in this context that we are looking at? Remember, we are still looking at Matthew chapter 7, especially the verse 21. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. What is this will that Jesus was referring to in this context? Let me remind you that God's will is to be done, not talked about. You don't sing about God's will. You don't dance about it. You don't even need to... Uh, you know, you can profess it, but it's not in the prophecy. The true identity of God's will is in the doing. The true identity of God's will is in the doing. Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. He said, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's will that is in heaven that needs to be done on earth? What is God's will that is in heaven that needs to be done on earth? Before Christ came, God had to send John the Baptist who uh, was a forerunner. He, he went ahead of Christ to prepare the way for the coming of Christ. And what was the message that John had? Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. He said, And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means Christ coming to earth was the kingdom of heaven made to come among men. And what was the will of God for earth at the advent of Christ? Number one was to repent. It was to repent. It was to repent. The word repent is derived from the Greek word metaneo. Metaneo. It means to think differently or afterwards. That is to, to you know, reconsider. To reconsider, to think differently afterwards and reconsider morally, morally, morally. Repent is a verb, it's an action word and it occurred 36 times in scriptures. 
36 times in scriptures. Think differently. Reconsider morally. Reconsider morally. Think differently and reconsider morally. So at the advent of Jesus' coming, repent ye, repent ye, repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So to think differently and to reconsider morally, 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 to think differently and to reconsider morally. I know we cannot um, herald this enough. We all understand that uh, uh, when the Holy Spirit is at work in the life of men, there are certain uh, things, there are certain fruits that you see. Uh, there may be, uh, you know, there may be uh, uh, massive manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. It, it might even be somehow erratic, but then the, the fruits of the spirit you will see you will see it in the lives of men so the will of the lord for 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 the earth and for his man and for the lord's man number one is to repent is to repent then uh, in scriptures we also saw uh, uh, in in first thessalonians 4 uh, 3 where we saw that one of the the, the things that are foremost in God's mind as his will for the earth is to be sanctified. I won't go deeper into that because we have a whole I have a whole episode on on and sanctification. But you see it in verse 3. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 it said for this is the will of God even your sanctification even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication even your sanctification and god manifested that will by sending his son jesus who was the author and the finisher of our faith who by the shedding of blood on the cross sanctified all men now some people has classified the will of the lord into three they said it is the, the there's the written will, there's the spoken will, there's the revealed will, the revealed will, and uh, there's this uh, scripture. It's a, it's actually a very a very popular scripture in the book of Acts chapter twenty one, Acts chapter twenty one and verse fourteen, when Paul was being persuaded not to go to Jerusalem. He was being persuaded not to go because they saw bonds by the realms of the spirit. They saw they saw not too good a future for him in Jerusalem. But this is what the 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 the, the, the recorder of Acts said about what the disciples thought or what the the people with Paul at that time thought. And when he will not be persuaded, talking about Paul, after they have told him all these things, he was not persuaded. He said, "We ceased." That they ceased persuading him, saying, The will of the Lord be done. It, it's the revealed will. The will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done. So, brethren, God's will is what doing God's will is what demarcates and separates you know, people one from another one from it 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 shows us when people talk about the will of the lord in fact many people are talking about the will of the lord 
you know in many ways they i, I remember somebody you know when, when the person is about to do something maybe you, you don't think the thing is uh, what the person should be doing at that time you say oh it is the will of the lord ignorantly they get themselves into situations and then they say oh it is the will of the lord so a lot of people have been talking about the will of the lord misinterpreting god's mindset for their lives ephesians 5 and verse 17 hear the word of the lord wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the lord is wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the lord is the understanding of the will of the lord is what will you know uh, project and help you in the function in ministry so if jesus was saying that at that time and in that day he will tell them in verse 21 again he will tell them that it is not it is not everyone that calls me lord lord that shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven and we have seen today that the first and foremost will of the lord for earth and for his men is to repent is to repent this they, they, they we also see other different kinds of things that that is the will of the lord you see even in the book of first john you, you can see that it is the will of the lord that we prosper even as our soul prospered so repentance sanctification prosperity all those remains the will of the lord but the will of the lord is to be done and not just to be talked about so getting back to the question of why jesus will say he doesn't know all these people irrespective of their uh, practices of prophesying you know prophesying casting out devils and doing many wonderful works is that while they are at that they don't know him and he doesn't know them and because of that they don't they are not doing the will of the lord i want to know you i want to seek your face i want to know you more they prophesied cast out devils did many wonderful works and yet he doesn't know them now look they may you know claim to know him you know they may claim to have such an intimate relationship with god and that is why all those things are manifesting but jesus is telling them i never knew you that means in all your deeds whatever it is you are doing in my name yet i never knew you i think this is a serious time for us to ponder how are you uh, you know going about 
the will of the Father. The number one is to repent, and we saw that repentance is to reconsider morally, you know, to reconsider morally, to think differently. Has it rejuvenated your mind? Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 and verse 2 say, Be and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. It starts from repentance. It starts from repentance. That's why there is no man that will jump from anywhere, you know. You, you have to prove men. You, you can't just come on the stage and things are beginning to happen and then we don't have, nobody have a track record of your relationship with God. Let me pray for you today as we consider...